You're listening to Digital Now, an original business and technology podcast by Logic 2020. I'm your host, Matt Treville. Each episode, I'll be interviewing a new expert to learn more about industry trends, fascinating new tech, shifting customer expectations, and the steps every business can take to stay ahead. Today, we have a very special guest joining us on Digital Now, Nick Kelly, Director of Visual Analytics at Logic 2020 and overall analytics guru. Nick used to work in the UI and UX field, but moved to analytics over 10 years ago. You've worked across the globe from Singapore and the Philippines to Ireland to now the US. And actually, this is a pretty fun fact. You've had the opportunity to design dashboards for Formula One drivers. I definitely want to hear more about that. But anyway, Nick, thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm very happy to have you here. I'm very excited to talk about data-driven culture. But first of all, how are you? Thanks for having me, Matt. Uh, doing great. Uh, happy to be here. And the... Uh it's been a, it's been a fun journey, and it's taken it's taken a long time, um, but yeah, really really excited to to be here talking to you and and looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna I want to touch on this. Ten years ago, you were in visual analytics. I can't imagine it, there was much happening back then. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like then, and then we'll get into the now a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, it's 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 a good point. Um, you know, it's it's been around. Like whenever I think I've been in it a while, there's always someone there who's been in it like for like 20 years, 30 years, you know, and, and it's just been like they've seen it all before. And and so quite often when I'm coming on to this stuff and I think I've found out something new and it's like, yeah, no, no, uh, so and so has been doing that for, you know, like the 1970s. And so for sure, it seems like it's it's kind of new, but the whole reporting space has been around for ages. And uh, but what I would say is when I got into it first, it was more definitely focused on the technology that using the technology to solve our problems rather than the uh you know what we're going to be going into the cultural side of it and the people side of it so you know to your point it was there wasn't much going on on the culture but there was definitely lots going on on the technology data side so let's start simply if you don't mind because right i'm not the subject matter expert here and i need you to help me so there's a lot of people that's probably listening to this that don't know a whole lot about data, data literacy, data culture. Can you just give us a simple overview of what that is and why they should care about it? Yeah, for sure. You know, and there is there is a few schools of thought out there. So the the term was really popular, popularized in the last few years by Jordan Morrow, and uh, you know the the idea is that we should be making our decisions based off data. You know, and and as you know, as mundane as things as going to a meeting and using some form of data to support the decision making in in a meeting um you know all the way up to hey how do we get our whole organization thinking about how they're going to leverage data and it, it it is a new term but it has been around for for quite a long time but the great thing is there is more focus on it and you know uh, we can probably get into it a bit later as well but also uh, donald farmer uh you know d- talks about not using the term data literacy uh, because you know what if you tell someone hey you're not data literate it doesn't it doesn't sound great right you know right (laughs) and 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 so it can can be offensive so like the the term is is great you know to describe like an organization um, and and building up a culture around that but um 
to move on to that that piece is like if you take data literacy and, and take it on a small scale and you blow it out to a whole organization, you can say, hey, look, look let's have a, a data culture shift. And that mm -hmm. really is the, you know, does everyone seek to use data where appropriate, not all is appropriate, but where appropriate to support the organization uh, and its goals. And so, you know, just very broadly speaking, uh, that's how I would would call you know the, the 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 data literacy piece and the data culture part of it. Well, data culture is what I want to talk about actually to start with. What challenges have you seen right now with building a data culture? So there's got to be some major issues that companies face when they're trying to to change it. What what are they? Yeah, if if we were to start with the even think of something as as tactical as the tools, the tools that are out there, uh, you know, let's say are you know various technologies that people use for reporting and for dashboards, are people using them? And you know, so even even you know a, a base level of a culture as are you using the available tools that are there? A lot of folks aren't. Then there's the okay, what data is available? Um, are people using that? And the first barrier to look at there is really, uh, can people find it? Can people find and access the data they're looking for? So it's not, it's, it's not even a case of people aren't making decisions using data. Probably many of them want to, but it's just not available in the form that they want to have it there. So I'd say like, that's probably like the first problem we have is the availability of tools and the availability of data. Then there's the people side of it is, well, how do people discover and access data? And then on top of that is getting the willingness uh, for people to do it. So there, there's many layers to it. And um, broadly speaking, I think, you know, it's the there's a technology problem and there's a people problem to that. So essentially adoption, right? You're talking about with with people, you know, accepting it and saying, this is what we're using from now on. You know, so my right. question on that is if that's a if that's a huge part of the data driven culture, does that come from top down or bottom up? You know, ideally, ideally, it's both. Ideally, we're, we're going to be, you know, having some like executive level initiative that's going to have budget. It's going to have potentially even uh, structural implications to, you know, how, how we serve people within the organization with data. Um, but also then the, the, the management level buy in, as well as like the, the, the folks that are basically making the decisions day to day. Um, that we're, we're arming everyone, top down, bottom up. So what if you don't have leadership that's that has a data-driven mindset? Like what are the obstacles? Or I guess, what would you suggest for folks that are looking to, to get leadership to buy in? If you don't have the buy-in, we can go get those smaller wins, you know, at a, at a less executive level and show the value. Like what happens when you do... Uh, make more of these data-based decision-making. Like what happens? What's the implication? What's the win? How do we surface that to the executive? So uh, establish quick wins. Now, again, none of this is new. Like this has been around for a long time, uh, especially in the field of you know change management. Uh, some of those tactics that would be used to, uh, to get people on board and get people buy into, hey, look, there's something to this data culture thing. There's something to this data literacy thing. Uh, we've got a few wins we can reference. Let's go scale it on change management right because that's you know you spoke about adoption you spoke about leadership if, it, if it's coming from top down you need good change management right so what is the importance of it and sort of what tactics can you recommend for adoption of of analytical assets 
yeah it, it's it's funny like even even behind me here there is like um you know I, I, working out the office you know you have the kids running around all the play all over the place half the day right and, <laughs> yeah. and welcome to 2020 right? <laughs> and you know what one of the things the kids do is they uh, we, we have them doing jujitsu and their trainer will set goals for them and w- one thing we had was like okay look we, we could have the kids kind of just do that kind of blindly and not really have the the, the wider view of how they're doing towards their goal like um, what does it mean for them, right? Like all these things to help them track. And so I mean, what we decided to do was like, okay, l- let's just put up a chart here on the whiteboard, right? And we'd have them participate in that so that they would start coloring it in and fill up a bar the more they're completing the goals. And so they kind of see like this visual representation of, hey, you know what? I'm tracking my data and I can be motivated by that. And at the top of the bar, you know, we had a few things there. Okay, if you hit your goal, you're going to get to, you know, you can get a new Nerf gun, right? You can pick your Nerf gun. You're going to have like a, you know, <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> like a $30 budget to, to go buy yeah. a gun. So that was one thing is just like showing, um, you know, like uh, how to motivate and get that change going with the kids. Um, but also then to surface the, the importance of tracking data. Like we had them fill out a, an excel spreadsheet every time they did a few arm bars they type it in and that spreadsheet would then tell them okay you've you know you've got this many arm bars left for for the end of the month but also here's how many you would need to do uh, every day to hit your goal so they're kind of like getting really really focused on that so that helped them determine hey tomorrow i need to do this so maybe tomorrow i need to get up early in the morning and uh, you know structure my day a little bit so that sort of even even that minor amount of of data was helping have some change impact just at home i'd say that's a lot clearer on how they're doing than when i would come home with a test with an f that looked more like an a by the time i got home <laughs> i'd say it's hard for the kid to argue you know their results when it's data driven that's right yeah <laughs> it's kind of unfair and I then, suppose. <laughs> the other part of that is you know if how old are your kids four and six if you can get them to adopt, you know, <laughs> Power BI reports and things like that, I would challenge that you could get anyone to adopt it. <laughs> you know, but it's know. but you're right. It's putting the right meaning behind it. It's 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 they have to understand why they're doing it and what the value is on the other end, right? It's a spot on, and it, that, that's like you know, change management one hundred and one. What's in it for me? <laughs> yeah, I guess it totally is right. Yeah, like yeah, like you know, in some regards. Yeah, like it, it's it's a victory to get kids using data, but in others, they don't have any energy behind it, like in terms of negativity, right? They don't have any resistance behind it. If I want to do something new, I really have to like, really, I have to make fanfare about it. And, and of course, I, yeah. Yeah, and it has to be really super clear to you. It's like, hey, Matt, you know, uh, this is different. It's not business as usual. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're completely changing things up here. And this is how. And Matt, we'd love your input on how to do that. Like, let's put our heads together and figure this thing out because, you know, we're going to be part of the solution here. And, and that's really all the good change management stuff, you know, is it's like it's being transparent, it's getting the buy in and it's working together. You know, there's some of the like some of the things like that really blew my mind in analytics and the impact you can have is just looking at change management methodologies uh, that are out there. And, 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 and so, you know, there's 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 lots to learn. There's lots to learn. Well- I want to continue on that vein, but I have to ask you first, 
how many arm bars did you cop from your kids during this this experiment? <laughs> yeah, most of them. Most of them. I'd say I had about eight thousand on me. Okay. But about halfway through it, I thought, you know what? I should buy a, a, a jujitsu dummy, and uh, so we did. And and that promptly had its arm almost ripped off uh, after about two thousand arm bars. So, so sorry. Back on topic. Um, you know, we were talking about change management, and I want to get your perspective on how that has changed over the years um, within analytics in an enterprise setting. You know what? I, I think a good proxy for that, Matt, is like seeing what's going on LinkedIn and, and people's reaction to change management analytics. Let's say even, okay, you know, you, you started off by saying, you know, what was analytics and where was it at 10 years ago? If I had started talking about change management back then, I, no one would have given me any any attention really. They wouldn't give me the time mm-hmm. of day, and just because the uh, where the focus was was on it was on data, it was on data quality, it was on the technology, it was like how do you architect your data warehouse? All important things, like no question, really really important. Um, it was when people moved past that and started to realize, hey, look, we've got this stuff set up, but people still aren't really acting on data. So why is that? You know, we we've done what we think we should have done um so so you know that that piece where we are in the enterprise now i think we're starting to realize that we need to focus more on people i have to jump all over that when it comes to prioritizing people coming from a team sports background there's nothing more important everyone has to be on the same page going in the same direction so i uh i like that one a lot mate (laughs) so uh, i want to shift gears a little bit okay i know i know the people are most important, but we have to talk about tools, right? And you've said they've come a long way and they, they were initially the focus in this arena. But what are the key tools you think that every organization should have in order to best organize and visualize their analytics assets? I, I think even two or three years ago, you wouldn't have caught me talking about tooling very much. And I think it has come full circle with, uh, there are a few things that are indispensable probably because of a proliferation of tooling so you know if we if we if we look out there and we say okay look and take any company and let's say say you know enterprise level fairly large organization and probably what's happened over time is they've ended up having their departments adopting different bi tools and bi technologies and, and you know to throw out a few names you know they marketing might be using tableau uh, the sales team maybe is using ClickSense, and uh, let you know let's say the IT organizations using Power BI to visualize uh, their data. And and so the challenge there is, do we try and mandate a certain technology, which may work, but it's going to take fairly big structural change within the organization to make that work? Mm-hmm. Or do we go say, accept that, accept that there will always be technology silos within the enterprise and figure out, okay, we're going to go with it. Uh, we're not going to change that, but let's put a layer on top. Let's put a technology layer on top of all of that. And so, you know, if there's one technology out there that I think would has, has the biggest impact, especially in relation to change management and adoption, it's analytics hubs. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, by far, by far. Mate, I've been hearing the term analytics hub everywhere. It's all over LinkedIn. Um and, and obviously, this is why, right? It's become a focus point now and people are very interested in it, it seems like, because it's, it's a powerful tool, right? So it's something that everyone, you know, should have, not everyone does have, but it's only good if people actually use it, right? So we're, we're back to this adoption sort of 
situation. So do you have any tips and tricks for increasing adoption? Because like any tool that you implement, it has to be adopted, right? So yeah. I think that's an important thing for people listening to, to understand. Totally, totally. And you just reminded me of it. Like it's, 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 it's so easy to forget. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, technology is going to solve all our problems. Uh, and it's like, that's kind of what got us into this situation. And, and uh, you know, so you're, you're spot on. You know, like I think any technology implementation has to come with a change management approach. And, and I think it's nearly a waste of time to do it without it. Um, and, 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 you know, it's not any different for the analytics hubs. Um, and so if we haven't done all of those, uh, the change management aspects of it, like just letting people know that it's there, how did they find it? How do they access it? Have we set up the permissions correctly? You know, and, and even getting to the level of, have we defined the taxonomy? Like, you know, we're totally familiar. It's like second nature to us when we go on to, something like let's say netflix and we go to netflix and we say look i want to just see anything any comedy and so you know that's the ta- that's a taxonomy like the comedy there you go our yeah. action and adventure you know like all of those things we need those in the in the enterprise space uh, for for our for our uh, analytics hub you know so how do i uh, enable discovery and help people find things um so th- there'd be the things i'd be looking at but but for sure we would need a fairly comprehensive uh, change management program. We don't want the hub just to be another piece of technology that's thrown on the top. That That's another place, another thing people have to worry about. Yeah, and it sounds like simplicity of use, you know, ha- is a big part of it too, right? Oh, spot on. The desire is to expose data and per- potentially the complexity behind it. And not, not like out of a, you know, there's no ill will behind that, but just to give all of that power to the end user, but the end user might be overwhelmed by it. So uh, mm-hmm. absolutely, like simplicity is is going to be really, really important in, in approaching this. Okay, so we talked about data literacy at the start. What role does it play in creating a data-driven organization? It could be your start. It could be the, the, the genesis for how we might build up a, a more data-driven organization. Um, in the past, you know, and, and when we looked at this without the data literacy piece, it would always start with some level of assessment, you know, where you would go, where are the people right now in terms of analytical maturity? And now we can look at it in, in terms of where is our organization in terms of data literacy? And that can be a really, really good place to start because we might say, look, the CEO is not data literate. Right, we wouldn't say it to the the CEO, offense, <laughs> yeah. right? But, and that's going back to that thing. It can be offensive, right? But um, of course, yeah, yeah. If if we if we say, well, we don't necessarily have the buy-in from the CEO, so let's look at that as a gap. So that that is a a gap. It's an opportunity to educate, and then look in the rest of, rest of the other pockets of the organization to say, well, maybe it's good to start with the most data literate group. We can get better wins there. There's less convincing to be done there. And then use them as a, a stepping stone to show, hey, look at the sales team. They've really, really embraced this data-driven culture piece here. Look, they're, they've got great dashboards. They've, they've really built trust with their data and they're making decisions with it. And they've had this you know, uh, 50% increase in productivity or their sales are up 20% because of it or whatever criteria or metrics we can get there to help sell another department and then the wider organization uh, beyond. So I think that's one one way. There are many, but that is one way um, you could certainly approach building a data-driven culture. Now, yeah, because and that that's my next question. Actually, 
is practical steps that companies can take so that their employees can start, you know, adopting data literacy. Do you have any tips around that? Yeah. So if you do the, I mentioned the assessment, right? Start with the assessment. You have to start there anyway. But if it's in a small group, it's much easier to do. It's it's much more, uh, you know, you can tackle that. that. That's something you can take on. And then develop this thing called a change plan. So what is our plan? How, you know, understanding that people are really going to be key to making any of this stuff work. How are we going to communicate with folks to address the gaps that are there, any potential risks, and then start to look for, um, you know, the, there, there, there's plenty of processes out there that you could follow. Like there, there is change management process out there. There's user experience process. There's all these different processes that you can start to leverage. And then look to do small baby steps, small iterations. Like we're, we're, we're not going to boil the ocean. You have to get these small little quick wins along the way, right? So don't focus on grand change. That will come. But if you to focus on the small wins, then it's much easier to, to get the buy-in. And then also then focusing on the education piece. So like doing doing brown bags, doing, uh, you know, different sessions where you can invite people, maybe in even internal webinars, internal workshops where you can get people on board. It is very hands on and does require quite a bit of effort, but the reward is absolutely worth it. Yeah. And I think what you're alluding to is people first, right? And staying on, let's stay on the, the working from home situation, obviously, tools changes all these things that are they're coming into workplaces when you're at home it's different to the office right so you know um are these task tactics transferable to the at-home workplace you know because when you're in the office and your your manager or your leader is saying you, you know we're going to do this and etc cetera, etc cetera, it's different over a video call you know so are they transferable yeah i know and you know we've been doing workshops recently remotely and not out of a desire to do them remotely it's like obviously we're forced to do it because of covid right and i never would have seen myself doing remote workshops i, I just i would have anytime we you know we do workshop it has to be in person you know, i have to see people's reaction i have to mm -hmm. read the body language we need people around a whiteboard you know using sticky notes and all these things right and 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 then and then covid came along and it's like uh-uh like if you want to function nope. Yeah, you got to do it. You got it. You got to yeah. use the remote. The, the remote world, and and so that was certainly a big shift. And but some of the tools then that help with that, like the when people are at home, um, and they are, you know, they, not having the physical experience that they would have had in the past, where they're able to interact with the whiteboards and various things like that, or or just show up in meetings and and read read body language. As simple as that is. Um, what I have noticed is useful is like. I end up using whiteboards, virtual whiteboards, a whole lot more. And something I would have avoided in the past. Um, is it as good as doing a whiteboard in person? Look, for me, it's not. But it is way better than just a regular video call. Way, way, way better. So I have that interaction. So that, that, that's one piece that I, I've noticed is a difference. But also then on the, mm -hmm. uh, to go back to the analytics hub, having that element of uh, being able to collaborate, being able to give ratings, that makes the remote world uh, more manageable for sure and i would even say in aspects preferable uh, uh, you know ter in terms of productivity and and in terms of just being able to have the time to find the things you need to find and a hub being able to enable that and uh, unlock that for people well that was going to be my next question it's, it sounds like you just answered it you know what's the most important thing or where should people be focusing on for the rest of 2020 
into 2021, you know, to, to make sure they uh, have a data-driven culture? You know, you, you've mentioned tools, training, change management, but it, is it the analytics hub that's probably the most important? Yeah, I think there, there's one thing that we could tangibly put our finger on, it's analytics hubs. Just because, not in and of itself that it's a solution, but it can be a vehicle for the solution. Let's say you've got your change management program, you can surface all of those materials and the training on a hub. You can you can drive the data culture uh, through a hub. The hub is going to be a, a, a big focus, certainly towards the end of the year, but I think then going forward 2021, um, certainly it's a trend. Okay, well, mate, that's time for us today. Um, I've really appreciated this chat. Uh, I really think it's uh, it's an important topic right now and um, just appreciate your your subject matter expertise and, and the way you were able to simplify it for me. You know, personally, I appreciate that. I hope people listening appreciate that too. So thanks again. Yeah, Matt, thanks a lot. Really appreciated it and enjoyed the conversation. No worries, mate. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Logic 2020's podcast, Digital Now. To learn more, visit our website at logic2020.com or follow us on social media. See you next time.